Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. From Kentucky to Kenya, I just want to start off the service this morning. We're in January. Next week we're going to start our our fast. Our fast is going to only be for seven days. It's going to be from next Sunday to the 26th to February the 2nd. And uh, Cody's going to help us next week to really help describe what the fast looks like and help you decide what the fast would look like for you. Uh, The basic primary will be a Daniel fast, which will be um, no meats and no sweets and things of that nature, mostly fruits and vegetables. But anyway, I'll let Cody talk about that. The fast is for you and I. It's not to move God. It's to open us up and cleanse us out in more ways than one so we hear God clearly. And it's just going to be a great time when we do it together. You might not fall into a Daniel-type fast. You might want to fast Facebook or, or IT stuff, or you might want to fast television for a week, or whatever God puts on your heart that is a, a sacrifice of yours to fast. And in doing that, today we're going to be announcing Kentucky to Kenya. Uh, 24 years ago, we had several people from here went to Kenya, Africa, and... Um, uh, Pastor Tad Gregorich was, was a part of that group, and uh, he now has went, I think, 22 times, 22 years in a row he's went to Kenya, and now he goes on behalf of Raymond Bible Training Center, but it all started here. Different ones were a part of that. Um, Brooke was a part of that, Pastor Dave, uh, Frank, uh, uh, different ones went. Um, um, I can't remember everybody went, but anyway... We're going to do a 24-year anniversary. Pastor Tad's leading it. Uh, he's going to be leading it, and as he's invited uh, the old crew, some of the old crew, all the old crew to go back to Kenya. So it's going to be a celebration. Everybody look at each other and say 24 years. In some cases, 24 years, people can't even remember what they did 24 years ago. Amen? But we believe it's God's time to go back to Kenya to work with Bishop Alex and uh, to minister to the people of Kenya letting you know so you can pray about that, so you can be a blessing to that. There'll be other great things we're going to be doing this year too. We'll announce it as we go. Um, but that's something... Um, did, um, Brooke, do you want to say anything about the Kenya trip? About anything about it? Yeah, she's very excited about it. They all are. And, and everybody's just a little older. But praise God, we're, we're going to go to Kenya and have a good time. And uh, for us, some, some of us that are called to stay by the mix, stay by the fire... I just want to encourage you, the blessing and the return, whoever sends, whoever supports, is just the same as people that go, so I want to encourage you with that. As you turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2 today, and we continue on understanding our purpose and our place in 2020, and as you do that, as we recognize what God has spoken to us, um, we know that God has given us a plan and a purpose to fulfill everything He's called us to do as a church. He called us as a church to plant a regional church, which we do that and continue that serves 8 to 10 counties, including a county or two in Indiana, 
And uh, we've done that and we're continuing to do that. This church is founded on five focus groups that we're ministering into our children, Kid Motion, our youth, uh, Solution Youth. And we're developing discipleship in our <clears throat> adult ministry. That's where it comes in with things like Revive, things like small groups, Next Steps. All of those are part of building discipleship. Build, everybody say discipleship. Now remember this, Jesus asked those guys to come with Him, then He spent the next three years downloading everything He had into those guys, those twelve. And then He left the building and left them in charge. That tells me Jesus believes that if we take the Word of God and led by the Holy Spirit, be empowered by the Holy Spirit, in two and a half to three years we should be able to lead something. We should be able to lead something, a group of people being discipled, uh, planting churches, whatever it is, an outreach, we should be able to lead something. So this year, we found out that God had some S's, S's for us to focus on. And He started with the, the word sacrifice. I believe it's going to be a great year as we sacrifice ourselves and be all in, spirit, soul, and body. God's going to reward us immensely. So sacrifice, it's not, it's not something He's trying to take from us. It's something He's trying to get to us. How many say amen? We also believe this year is not only sacrifice, but it will be a place of servant, servanthood. Just finding your place of the position where you play and play the game. You know, finding where it fits your passions, your gifts, what you like. You know, how many knows it's better to work at something you really like than work at something that you hate? How many's ever had a job before you just hated? It wasn't really about the, the structure of the job or who was over you. You just didn't feel like you fit or didn't feel like it was your gift assessment right. Or How many's ever had a job you just didn't like? How many ever had a job you just love? You would get up and if somebody couldn't even pay you, you'd do it. You'd think about it when you go to sleep. you think about it when you get up. God wants you and me to find our passionate gifts and graces and talents and anointings and discover those, develop those, and be released this year. So I just want to make this statement. There's people in here that haven't been in the nursery in 20 years. This will be your year to return. Y'all see people's eyes roll back in their head. I'm going to tell you something about the nursery. When you hold those babies, when you read to those babies, when you rock those babies, when you sing to those babies the things of God, I'm telling you, you have a part of the rudder of their little lives. I can remember people in the nursery when I was little. We had a nursery up to almost three years old, at uh, two and a half, three years old up at Wheatley at Dallasburg. And I'm telling you, but if you're not called to the nursery, we don't want you back there. Amen. But if you're called to praise and worship, we want you up here. And if you're called to be an usher, to be, you know, help in any capacity, work with youth, work with children, all these things, outreaches, you know, helping the jail ministry, nursing, we want you there. Amen. So everybody right now just be real inconspicuous, but point at each other on the left and right and said, this is your year. Everybody do that. Amen. All right. Philippians chapter 3, here's what Paul said. This is a year of essence, sacrifice, servanthood. This is a year of sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. A year to be led. Everybody say be led. I'd rather be led than to be pushed. I'd rather be led than to be coerced. I'd rather be led instead of this is the way you should do it because rules and regulations. I'd rather be led by the Spirit of God so you and I can fulfill everything God has for us to do. Amen? And be led out of here, out of your belly, not our head. Thank God we can renew our head. 
to prove the acceptable, good, and perfect will of God. Thank God we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind, changing the way we think, thus changing the way we talk, thus changing the way we walk, thus changing the way we live. But I want to be led by my spirit. You want to be led by your spirit because that's where Jesus lives. How many can say amen to that? So this is a year to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And in being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we're going to learn more about the Holy Spirit. I believe this is going to be a year that everyone that calls this place home is going to understand the person of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the obligation of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to point everything back to me. He said when the Holy Spirit speaks, He's going to point everything back to me. We know our solution in life is Jesus Christ. How many say amen? See, I want to be led. I don't want people to have to go through three marriages to find the right one. I don't want people to have to go through 12 jobs to find the right one. I think we can be led. I think sometimes we make mistakes. And if you've had a failed marriage or a failed relationship, that's part of life. Life is messy. Let me say it again. Life is messy. Everybody's not happy out there. When I grew up, most people were happy or at least faked it. Nobody's faking it now, right? When you pull upside five lanes in the city, you better be prayed up because you don't know if they're going to wave, wave a gun at you, you shoot you the bird. You don't know what's going to happen next door car. Because people are frustrated and they're anxious and they're troubled and they're scared and they're worried and they're fretting and they're having all kinds of problems. How many say amen? But I want to encourage you, you can be led and we can be led and walk by peace. And look what Paul said here. Let's look at, look at Philippians Philippians chapter 3, look what Paul says. Let, let's, let's, let's go down to verse 10. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death. I believe this is a year that we will know Him. And in knowing Him, we're going to find out what we're supposed to be and do. And enjoy this thing. Enjoy this thing. I never, I'm going to be honest with y'all right this morning. I'm always trying to be as honest as I can. I'm going to be real honest with you. I never thought I'd live this long. I never thought I'd get to 65, 66. And I'll tell you why. I had an uncle pass suddenly at 30. And because I had attributes like my uncle, according to my grandmother, I just bought into the live hell that I wasn't going to live past 30. And I lived wrongly in some ways because I thought I was going to miss out on life. Well, 30 came, I'm still here. 40 came, I'm still here. 50 came, I'm still here. 60 came, I'm still here. I never dreamed. If I knew I would live this long, I would have done better things, took better care of myself a long time ago instead of playing some catch-up. Is anybody here but me? So I want to encourage you on your legacy as you and I finish out what God's called some of us older people to do to have a mandate to help these 20-somethings, 30-somethings. These teenagers. And I, I, there's still a lot of good left in us. And as we would say, there's some tread left on the tire. Look at your neighbor right now and say, i got more tread than you realize. Amen. Now I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, you're just a recap. Nah, we're not a recap. Praise God. There's still tread on us. But you young people just pulling on, to the, the, pulling on the interstate of life. Just starting to have babies. Getting married. Raising teenagers. I want to encourage you. We can be a help to each other this year. But it's going to come from knowing Him. It's going to come from God pulling all the blessings out of us. When you look up someday and you go, when when a grown man taps you on the shoulder and turns and says, you baptized me once, Pastor Pat, and all these names start going. It's like Campbell's soup. I can't get it straight. How many say amen? 
I can't remember. And I said, well, that's great, honey. I'm sorry. Can you help me? Well, they tap you on your shoulder and say, you, you, you coached me with football with Coach Rose. Or, and I'm trying to think, who, who is this? This is not a kid. It's a man. It's a, it's a grown lady. I want to encourage you in the legacy as older people as we leave it. It can be clean and clear like vision. Vision, write it down. Make it plain. Talk it. Write it. Make it plain so others can read. Others can read our life. And though it waits, Terry, for it. Everybody say, Terry. What's that mean? That means don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged. Don't get disgruntled when it doesn't happen as quick as you thought it should. Don't give up. I want to encourage you right now. Some of you are closer to the manifestation of what you believe for than ever before, but you're right just ready to cross over into the manifestation, and that's when the devil screams the loudest, and that's when it seems the darkest, and that's when hell comes at you the hardest. And I'm telling you, you're this far away. This far away of stepping over into God's promise for your life. This far away of stepping into the manifestation of why you're really put upon this earth. It's never too late to recognize your gifts and callings and step into them. And so long I preach personal stuff here. I'm going to start preaching more we instead of me. We have to be unified. We have to be together. We have to be submitted. We have to be committed. We have to be purposed. As sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, Father God Himself, brothers of Jesus Himself, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, we have to become one to take this thing forward in Jesus' name. I've got so many people in my heart, in my head, I'm praying for that the manifestation of God would touch their life. That they would be saved and freed like I've been saved and freed. I've got so many people. We could fill, you and I could fill this building up four or five times on a weekend if we become we. And we purpose by the Holy Spirit to be led by the Spirit of God. We purpose to help people be discipled and help them hear clearly and help them find out what God is, who He is, what He's provided Help them understand that this is a walk of faith. It's balanced by love and it's tied together by hope. We can do this. There's a few movies years ago that probably, anyway, wasn't rated the best. But there was a goofy guy who used to say, we can do this. We can do this. We can plant more churches. We can do this. We can reach the territories. We can do this. I got an answer to the drug situation. It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. I appreciate everything else that we can do and help people, but it's Jesus Christ. When He comes in you, He comes on you, His power bestows things with you, you can overcome drugs by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God. I'm telling you, I've got an answer for poverty in this area. It's Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, He had paid a price. Poverty was laid upon Him. He gave up things so we could have things and so we could take the things and win other things and people with God. I'm telling you, the answer is the Word of God to destroy the curse of poverty in this area. Sickness and disease. The answer is by His stripes we were healed. By the Word of God we were healed. There wasn't a feeble one amongst them. 2.3 million Jews in the desert. There wasn't a sick one. Because they believed that God was able to keep them well, keep their shoes repaired, keep their clothes fresh, but they just didn't believe God's best interest in them that He's taken them to a better place. 
And how many times have me and you got so far along? And I'll be real honest with you today. There's been times in 35 years of pastoring, there's been times the words, thoughts come into my head, even the words out of my mouth, dear God, it would have been easier on me to raise hogs and few cattle. Because the thing I've got to do one day, Brooke and I, especially me, is stand before God and give an answer how I dealt with all you people. To know the state of the flock among you. What, did you do the best you could? Did you provide for them the best you could? Avenues and opportunities and places and stages and trackings of growth. And praise God, I'm, I just I want us all to learn how to be led and how to walk and how to be sensitive and how to help one another. How many say amen? amen. Taking ground back. Taking ground back. Taking ground back, starting with our homes, taking our homes back, not allowing outside entities, not allowing the government or the school systems to run our homes, taking, taking our year back, not letting the year dictate what I'm going to do or be or say. I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God and I'm going to take my year back. And I'm going to take season by season and declare what God says and I'm going to hear clearly what God says unto me. And in doing that, I'm going to follow the Spirit of God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be more thankful. I mean, let me, let, me, let me read this to you. God stirred my heart just to pull this out this morning. God's teaching me to be thankful again. As a little boy, I was thankful. Then I got crusty, and I got hard, and I got unappreciative. I'm telling you, kids, anybody 40 and below, anybody 40 and below, just raise your hand. If you're 40 and below, raise your hand. We love you. Look around. Raise it real high. Thank God for all of our 40 and below people. I'm telling you, thank you. We love you all. We want you to do better than us. How many wants all of our 20s and 30s and teenagers to do better than we have? But I'm going to tell you, getting a hamburger was once a treat for us. Going to town was a treat. And, and we, we got one, one carton of Pepsis and that was divided out during the week. I'm not singing, well, Pastor Pat's thing, oh, whoa, Pastor Pat. No, I'm just telling you, that's the way it was. And I, I, become, I, I became unthankful. I expect that right now, you know. I, you know, and, and God's been dealing with me. I'm so thankful for this church and you guys. I'm, I'm just so thankful to have the opportunity to be a blessing in your life and love you. We grow together. How many say amen? I'm so thankful we can learn to know Him together. How many thankful for that? That we may know Him in the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His suffering, be conformed, to his death, that by any means I obtained the resurrection from the dead. Look at verse 12. Not that I've already attained, not that I've already got this ideal, or I'm perfect, but I'm being perfected. And I press on that I may take hold of. Take hold of for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. This is a year of taking hold of. Let's take hold of our... Let's take hold... Let's take hold this year of our healing for our families. Let's take hold of men. We understand our role as a man and a husband. Let's take hold of that. How many say amen? I found out when we do our job according to the Spirit of God or our flow, the women come along. But if the women are forced into a spiritual role that they're not equipped to do, that's when things get hard in a family. Well, I tell you, old culture was, well, it's women's work. The spiritual part, church, take them to church vacation Bible school. My job is to make a living. No, that's not all of it. How many say amen? I, it's our job to lead, but to take a hold of those things. How about 2020? I'm going to take a hold of being totally healed in my body. I'm going to take a hold of it. 
Whatever you focus on to the degree of that magnitude is going to reap rewards in your life. I take hold of healing of relationships. Let me ask you this question. Everybody in this room, how many in 2019 had something or someone really offend you? Hurt your heart. Raise your hand. They hurt you. What They betrayed you. They hurt you. They left you. They broke you. I believe in 2020 it's going to be a year of healing of those things. Of relationships. Of marriages. Of bodies. Of finances. According to statistics in America, which I have some biblical statistics that would counterattack that in a degree. Anybody know the number one cause of divorce in America according to statistics? I heard it. Money. And it ain't the abundance of, it's the lack of. Or the mishandling of. Let me say amen. We're obligated as a church to teach financial systems according to the Word of God. We're obligated as a church to help people understand that, you know, a marriage is based on you know, it's based on love, it's based on respect, it's based on commitment, it's based on all those things. This year is going to be an opportunity for us to understand how to live by faith, how to grow faith. The Bible's explicit, there's different levels of faith. The Bible tells us that we were born with a measure of faith. How many knows that's true? And the Bible tells us there's, you know, there's saving faith, there's keeping faith, there's action faith. I just, I just want to be faith, hope, and love. I don't want to be on the move this year taking ground back. How many would love to see people saved on a weekly basis? Filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a plan. We're going to do a series somewhere in the spring. We're going to do a series. We're going to use props and stuff. And we're going to do a series on fishing for men. And we're going to have boats and fishing poles. And How many knows the idea of catching fish is either for pleasure or for food? How many really, really enjoys fishing? How many loves to fish? Okay, how many knows there's different kind of fishing? How many knows you can fish with a cane pole and a bobber? How many knows you can fish with a $300 reel, Zebco reel? How many knows you can trot line fish? That's illegal, but we won't talk about it right now. How many knows you can wing net fish? That's illegal, we won't talk about that right now. But how many knows also you can sane, you can do all kinds of fishing? But let me tell you something. If you go fishing for bass or crappie and make um, dough balls up, how many knows you're probably not going to do too well? Does anybody know what a dough ball is? What's a dough ball? Cornmeal rolled up in a ball, bread substituted sometime, let it settle, put it on the hook, and go out there and hope you catch a big fathead catfish. How many say amen? A flat. All right. How many knows that the bass won't bite on the dough ball, but the bass will bite on what? Certain lures, crickets, different things like that. How many say amen? Everybody out there is hungry for God. They don't know it yet. It's up to us to prolay the, the right kind of bait. For us to live a life that's attractive. And once they see there's some level of attraction to your life, how do you live like that? How do you overcome like that? How do you prosper and be in health like that? How do you work through a terrible situation? How do you overcome loss? Jesus. Jesus does this. Jesus does this. Jesus does this. How do we do this? How do we do this? How are we attractional? By letting people be a part of our life. And then once they become attracted and come in and they bite and they come into the boat, then we become missional and train them up in all things in Christ. Then we become missional. We become like Jesus and then we release our faith and, and we do those things that help people grow and mature. Faith comes. Faith works. 
Faith abides, faith continues, and faith will produce a reward. I want to encourage you, we're people of faith. We're people who believe the Word is the Word. We're people of the Spirit of God. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We believe in in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to learn how that all fits and how that all works and how we all flow through it. And we're going to learn that we're going to be at another level of thanksgiving. So I want to close out with just some thanksgiving. I want you to close your eyes with me. And I want you to think about three things that you're thankful for this morning. I want you to think about three things you're thankful for. I'm first of all thankful for... Jesus dying for me. I'm sure you'll be thankful for that too, but three things that are personal. Three things that are personal. Thankful for your wife, your husband, your children. Thankful for your heritage. Thankful for for your opportunity for grace and health. Thankful. Three things you're thankful for. Three things you're thankful for. I'm thankful for some friends in my life that have changed my life. I'm thankful for connections and relationships. I'm thankful for the Word. The Word of God that changes things. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Three things. Just name them off in your heart and look up. And I want to read you some scriptures as we close this morning on how next week you and I are going to understand not only the power of faith and thanksgiving, but you're going to understand that God has a specific plan for you and I to flow in that comes from me into we. And we can do this. We can do this. But we need to know more about each other. We need to care more about each other. Larry and I, we, we're on the other end of the spectrum. We're a little bit older. Stand up here, buddy. We run around together years ago. Had a lot of things in common. And me and him need prayer because we just need a little bit of stability as we make this thing through. And we're going to finish well. Amen. I promise you we're going to finish well. Jesus says we're going to finish well. Because you know what? We're going to put the radiator cap of our tractor on that end tree and we're going to finish this furrow. Now, we've been knocked down, knocked around, but I'll tell you what, what God started in, Larry, he's going to finish. Amen. Well. Amen. How many can agree with that? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. We're going to finish well. I just somebody I've known for 40, 45, 50 years. Uh, Brooke, we're going to finish well. We've known each other for 30 years. Intimately at times, we've known each other 30 years. And I thank you for being my wife. We're going to finish well. And if any demon tells you we're not going to finish well, you report that to me because I'm going to tell him how thankful I am for you. When you... Huh? Amen. Okay. When you release thanksgiving, the enemies have to run because one thing the devil won't do, he won't serve thanks to God. When you're thankful for God, when you're thankful for what God has done in your life, the enemy will run. We bring the sacrifice of... It's an old song we used to sing. We bring the sacrifice of praise. Now, if you, if you don't know the tune, it's okay. Because this is, this is how good God is. No matter when you get on the bus, you can still learn the tune. How many say amen? And you get to get off the bus with all of us. Some of us have been on a long time. It doesn't matter if you got on at 9 o'clock, at 12 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, at 5 o'clock, and the bus closes the station at 6 o'clock. We all get rewarded the same. It's according to obedience with what you have and what you know. Oh, I'm so thankful to be in Carrollton, Kentucky this morning. I'm so thankful to be here in a nation of freedom. I'm so thankful we have a right to pray and to stand and to vote according to the Scriptures of God. I'm so thankful we're taking back things in this nation. I'm thankful that abortion is running that way and pro-life is running this way. I am thankful today we're going to teach the truth. 
concerning gender, concerning marriage, concerning man and woman, concerning opportunity. I'm so thankful today that we don't have to be poor because we're Christians. We don't have to be weak because we're Christians. We're strong in the Lord. We're to prosper. And I'm telling you, this is a prosperous church. We're here to drive away prosperity into the hearts of people and take out poverty. I hate poverty. I hate getting by. How many hates getting by? Anybody hate, anybody hate living from check to check? Do we hate it? Do we hate it enough to put on prosperity? Not just about finances. It's about spirit, soul, and body. Well, I just want enough for my family. I just want enough to take care of what we got. I just want enough to pay my, in, my, my insurances and pay my final resting spot. I just want to do that. You're selfish. Why are you saying that, Pastor? Because you're not having anything to give to anybody else. There's people in this room, I've had dreams about paying off their house. There's people in this room, I've had dreams about building them a house and paying for it myself. Myself and my wife. And I believe that will come to pass. You talk about smacking the devil in the eye, you do something good for somebody and meet the desires and needs of their heart. Was it because you're so good, Pastor? No, it's because he's so good. He twisted the head off of poverty at the Calvary. I'm telling you, he wants us to be blessed so we can be a blessing to somebody else. Have an Elvis moment. You know, Elvis drive up in the Cadillac and the kid pump his gas and he say, thank you, Mr. Preston. I'm going to the restroom and give him the keys. I want to have an Elvis moment. How many say amen? I know I look a lot like Elvis. I know you sometimes wonder, but I'm just kidding. Why am I talking about this? Because that's what Jesus paid for. Seeing people free. How many say amen? Free. 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 Free of fear. How how many people live a life of fear? They're afraid to do anything. Afraid it'll go wrong. How many afraid to take that step? Pastor Dave Finley's coming home Tuesday. Keep praying for him. He's going to be restored completely. We're going to celebrate Pastor Dave and Melina coming back. I'm telling you, Pastor Dave said it's not a large step. It's not a large leap. It's just the next step. Everybody say the next step. Next Next step step of faith. I'm going to do what God says to do. I'm going to obey the word. I'm going to step out and step into it. How many say amen? Why are you so excited? I don't know. Why why can't we be excited? Why can't we be excited? I mean, we're going to heaven. We're going to heaven. I just want a little heaven here before we go. How many say amen? I want to take all my friends and family with me. I want to have more than a tour bus. I want to be lined up going with us. Amen? And walk in and Jesus says, come on in, well done, good and faithful servant. And Moses says, that's that bunch from Kentucky. Oh, we've been watching them, that bunch from Kentucky. They planted churches in places other people ran from. That place in Kentucky where people believe they could be entrepreneurs. They believe they could change people's lives. That place in Kentucky. You know, you remember, you remember, you remember dad like that place in Bethlehem everybody made fun of? Most famous barn in the world lies in the Middle East in Bethlehem. I just want God just to flow through us. And I want us to breathe a deep fresh breath of air again. How many say amen? And no, God's not finished. Listen to what it says here, a couple of scriptures about thanksgiving. Psalms chapter 9, 1 and 2. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell you of your wonderful deeds. Thank you, Father, for being so good to us. Thank you, Father, for providing salvation for us. Thank you, Father, for giving us opportunity to live as a family. Verse 2. I will be glad and rejoice in you and sing praises of your name. Oh, we thank you this morning. How many can say amen to that? Psalms 116, 
verse 17. I will give you a thank offering. I will call, I will call upon the Lord's name when I thank you. Psalms 95.2, let us come before Him with thanksgiving and sing joyful songs of praise. I realize when I get into a thanksgiving mode, I stop complaining. I realize when I get into a place of offering a sacrifice of praise, I start seeing the positives of what God's done in my life. This week we get an opportunity to help people transition. Transition loved ones into heaven. Tomorrow night here from 5 to 7, and at 7 is going to be a, ce a celebration of life. John Pence, how many knows John Pence, John and Janet Pence? John Pence went to be with the Lord this week. He went to be with the Lord at his home, in his bed, his window facing the river. The river is a big part of John's life. We're going to celebrate and help the Pence family as they're part of our family transition. How many knows it's a transition when someone goes to heaven? Amen. Someone goes to heaven. But it's a great transition because we know the future. We know we're going to see him again. Uh, this week, one of the giant oaks in my life, you heard me talk about a year ago, I knew God spoke to my heart. I had a couple dreams about some oaks are going to be leaving. I saw huge stumps. I saw massive oak trees on the ground. In the natural, they're felled here. And uh, Arithia Hamilton went home to be with the Lord, 91 years old uh, this week. Um, grew up as friends. Became more like family, went to school together, went to church together at Dallasburg. Um, <clears throat> Brooke and I had the opportunity, really led by the Lord that day, being there the day she passed, and being a part of, of all that. This Friday is going to be a celebration of life for her at the church she was born into and the church she's leaving out of, and we get to be a part of that celebration. Golly, I just want to celebrate people, yes, when they leave, but I want to celebrate it more while they're here. Turn to two people right now and say, I'm really thankful I know you. Everybody do that right now. We can do this. We can do this. Right? People, you know, some of us have been here since day one. Some of us have been added in the last few years. Some of us have been, you know, I mean, we've got a Chicago one up here. Peggy, a Chicago, I mean, I've fallen in love with Chicago again because Peggy's a part of us. You know, I've never been to a Cubs game, a White Sox game. I've never been to a Bulls game, but she tells me what's all about and where to eat. If I never get to go, at least know where to eat. Amen. <laughs> Celebrating each other. Slowing down. Slowing down. Taking time for each other. How can I help you? How can I be a blessing in your life? Slowing down. Saying, God, could I do anything today? God, I'm so thankful for all you've done. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart. The word rule means umpire. It means safe or out. Let the peace of God umpire in your hearts to which you were called into one body. Be thankful. I'm thankful we're part of this body. Amen? I'm thankful we're part of Family Worship Center. I'm thankful we've planted churches. We'll plant more churches. I'm thankful lives are being changed daily. I'm thankful we get to go fishing. We get to go fishing. I don't know what kind of fisherman you are, but we're going to learn how to be a God-directed, God-led, God-empowered, Holy Spirit, grace fisherman to win people into the kingdom, to help people come back that once we're walking with God, to help people grow and empower the Spirit of God. I don't know if you're a, a cane pole fisher, bobber fisher with a chair, my grandmother said, if that thing bobs twice, you jerk as hard as you could. Uh, I've damaged everybody within 10 feet of me, but anyway. Maybe you're, maybe you're a noodler. Anybody know what noodling is? Noodling is when you find 
holes in the banks of the rivers or, 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 the, or the big rivers or creeks or whatever and where catfish go to lay eggs and you stick your bare hand up into a hole to catch a catfish. Not the smartest thing in the world ever to do. How many say amen? But there's noodlers who are very gifted. Has anybody ever noodled in here? I noodled twice and grabbed something. I'm not sure if it was a reptile or a turtle, but that's the last noodling I ever did. And the guy said, you just ain't a man. I said, well, I'll never be a man if i got to stick my hand up there no more. Maybe you cast a net fisherman. Maybe you go to a place and how many's ever seen for menace? How many knows that saying, it's so fine, nothing can get through it? We're going to close the net this year by the Spirit of God where when people come into this place, they're not going to leave this place. They're going to grow and mature and multiply out of this place. Whatever your style of fishing is that God's enabled you, we're going to tap into that so we can be fishers of men, so we can walk in thanksgiving, so we can walk in purpose, and so we can, we can just grow and mix faith and grow from little faith to more faith to much faith to active faith to saving faith to grace and let God grow our faith so instead of running from our Goliaths, we'll run at them. Instead of hiding behind the wine presses, we'll get up and say, I'm here, Lord. Instead of saying I'm the least of my family, said, you know what, God, when you came into my life, I sat in the first chair. I'm not the fifth chair fiddle player now. I'm in the first chair. I'm a violinist now. I sit in the first chair. I'm first team. I expect to play every time the ball snapped, dribbled, hit, thrown. I, I expect to play because you put me on the earth not to watch, but to participate. This is the year we move from spectating to participating. I mean, it's all for that. Amen. And I mean, you find somebody, you can teach what you do to them. Anybody here have a musical gift or desire for music and you know it's in you, you just need some help bringing it out? Raise your hand. It's a non-musical place. Come on, I know somebody does. Where it is, we want to call that out. Anybody here know you have a call to children to some degree? Raise your hand to help them in any way. Anybody here have a desire to be in the creative flow? Things on the screen, stuff like of that nature, all that stuff. Lord, have you got me at the wrong church here? Okay, that helps me. It's, it's all right. We'll grow together and we'll start together. We'll be honest together. Um, and we'll... We'll make it together. We can do this. He wouldn't have called us if we couldn't do this. And he's got the right people here. You're the right people. You're at the right place. 2020 is the right time. There's great clarity. And he's called us. He's called us to do what he's called us to do. How many is excited about it? Now, I'll close with this. How many knows at least three people that need what, what you've got so far with God? need to be encouraged, need to be assured of their salvation, need to give their life to God, need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, need to find their purpose and place. How many of those at least three people that you can start praying about and working on will begin our fishing expedition right now in prayer? And believe for your whole household. Your whole household. Amen? And then don't be afraid to take that step. Go through next steps. Go through Revive. Get hooked up with our small groups. Anytime there's an opportunity, hook in and get to know who we are, what we are, what our call is, and we get to know you at another level. 
and, and we'll grow and you'll look around one day and you'll say, wow, what happened? I mean, we're having babies, literal babies. Where's all of our babies? Stand up all of our babies. They're naturally coming. They're spiritually coming. Look at babies. Come on, let's stand up. Look at that one over there. Look at that. Give them a hand clap. Amen. We'll introduce you. Baby dedication's coming up. We're going to introduce everybody to the babies and the moms and the dads. And look at there. They're bringing their babies to church. Isn't that a beautiful concept? Isn't that wonderful? Train them up in the things of God. And when they get old, they will not depart from them. Isn't that a beautiful concept? Amen. Amen? God's good. And um, I'm thankful for you all. I'm so thankful for you. Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you today for our family. I thank you today, Lord, that you've called us and set us aside for just a time as this. I thank you, Father, that... Father, that... Father, that...